Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. Is running rampant in the church, is running very prevalent. Prevalent, the word prevalent means it's widely accepted in society, widely uh, favored. So what I'm going to talk about, because of the culture that we live in, the culture of the world is, has been widely uh, influenced in this particular area in the church, and we see it as uncommon. Sorry, we see it, we see it as not too serious, but it, we see it very common in the church. And what I'm about to say is this. Every one of us have been a victim of what I'm about to share, and almost everyone has done it unintentionally over and over, including me. So here's a disclaimer. I'm guilty of this. What am I talking about? Here's today's message, and we're going to pray. Put it up there, guys. Identifying and dealing with gossip and slander. Gossip and slander, we're going to identify it this morning. Many of you have been hurt by gossip and been hurt by slander. And some of you don't even know that you're being gossiped about right now. And some of you have been victims of gossip and slander. But I want to warn you before we pray, the people that are, that, before you say amen, because I want you to say amen, but in my experience, no one is exempt from this. So including me, I have to check my heart, I have to check myself, I have to check my conversations, but I'm going to deal with it biblically this time. I, I've spoke a little, you know, every time people preach, they're like, okay, baby, they, they, they touch on it for like five seconds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a good 45 minutes to break down the destructive nature of gossip and, and slander and the difference between the two. They are both destructive to character and reputation. But they're different and distinct, and I'm going to show you. Can I hear an amen? amen? Are you ready for this? Father, in Jesus' name, open up our ears, open up our eyes. Let us not be offended at the word. I pray that if we feel a pricking, that we will repent because it's you that is speaking to us. This is the goodness of God, that the word of God is going to be dealing with this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... I want you to look at this first slide here. Ready? I'm going to go right after it, right from the beginning. Look at this. In order for us to deal with gossip, we have to treat it as a sin. That was good. Thank you, two or three of you. In order for us to truly deal with gossip and slander, look at this, are identified as sins in the Bible. I'm going to preach good this morning. And if we are going to identify and deal with gossip and slander, we must view them as sins, not just as human tendencies. Because the, the problem that most church people, in, and when I, when I say this, is creeping into the church in our conversations. We think, oh, what I'm not doing is, you're going too far, PG. That's not gossip. I want to tell you, I've done a lot of study this week on uh, the Greek, the Hebrew, different theologians, different commentaries, and, all, and I put it all in one package so that we can understand the destructive nature of gossip and slander. Wait, wait a minute. But how to identify it? And how to stop it. How many have been ever a victim of gossip? How many have been victim? Well, you may not understand the whole word of slander. I'll get the definition of slander. But how has that made you feel? Right? Now, we don't have, we don't uh, get our identity by what people say about us. However, listen to me because this is where I'm going to launch. 
If gossip and slander is not dealt with, it will bring division, and then we cannot stand. No church could ever stand. Why? A house divided cannot stand, and gossip never produces the fruit of righteousness, ever. Ask yourself this question. Whenever you gossip or slander behind someone's back, does that ever produce the fruit of righteousness in somebody? Does it ever produce even in a silent conversation? No. And I'm going to tell you right now, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Lord telling this on me. Why am I bringing this message to RCC? Please hear me. I believe, number one, this subject of gossip and slander is too destructive not to study and not to warn the body of Christ about. This topic of slander and gossip is too destructive to not deal with in the church. Number two, I feel by the Holy Spirit to let the word of God do its work. Not Pastor George. I heard Rick Pino say, if you want something to grow in your church, teach on it. If you want, if you're going to teach on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will grow in your church. If you're teaching on finances, the finances will grow in your church. I'm going to teach on the dangers of gossip and, and slander because I want the word to deal with it, not PG to deal with it. I want the sword of the Spirit to convict you and to heal you. What is the, what is the sword of the Spirit? Come on. Yeah, but what, what, is it, what is it described? I'm giving you a hint. It's a double-edged sword. So the word will convict you today, but the word will heal you today. The word's going to heal you from some of the results of gossip and, and slander that you have been a part of. But make no mistake about it. God will hopefully convict you of you doing the same thing. I've been guilty of it, and I'm the first to say I repent. For doing those things. And I'm going to bring a balance of it. Now, the third reason I'm bringing this to RCC is because as the lead pastor here, I felt from the Holy Spirit. Please hear me. Zoom in because this is important. I feel currently, not only all these things I just said, not only because it's destructive, not only because I want the word to deal with it. I feel as a shepherd, I've been seeing it in our, in our community and I want to nip it. I want to address it. And I want to be able to land it where it says. So here is the key. So do not, do not fall asleep on me because this is a very important message. Because I guarantee you, our church will be so powerful and the body of Christ will be more powerful if we stop this culture that is so prevalent in the world and has creeped in the church. I want us to turn to Romans chapter 1. Here's, we're going to dive, okay? Romans chapter 1. Now, this is very powerful here. I feel a different, like, anointing on me today. I don't know who, how to describe it. I feel a zeal of the Lord, and, I, and I'm not making this up. And I feel like the Lord wants to lovingly address this. I promise you, the next two weeks, boy, you're going to shout and praise God. And, and you're going to shout too, but it's going it, it's to require some adjustments today. Amen. Romans chapter 1, Paul the Apostle is talking about things that were in, prevalent in the culture way in the past. But he's also talking about what the prevailing culture in the church would look like in the last days. Listen, oh my God, this is so powerful. Paul the Apostle is making an analogy of what the condition was in the children of Israel for centuries of rebelling against God. But he's also, in, in a prophetic way, painting a picture of what would be prevalent in the church of Jesus Christ in the last days. Are you ready for this? Now, I want you to see this very closely. These are, the, these are sins, not human tendencies or weaknesses. 
Are you hearing me now? Now watch this. Romans 1 verse 28, and some of you be proud of me, in the ESV version. <laughs> I'm starting to like the ESV. Chris, in the name of Jesus, right now, Father, touch on. <laughs> Romans 1 28. Oh man, I feel it on me. Are you ready? Read your Bible with me. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. There, they're talking about the people here. They were filled, the people, the people of God, quote unquote, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. Now, look at me before you look at the next verse. Look at all these real big, you know, sins, covetousness, malice, rah, right? He lumps gossip and slander in the same context as all of that. Watch this. Look at this. Look at this. They're filled with manner of all unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. Are you ready for this? They are gossips, slanders, haters of God. Uh Uh-oh. Clumped into this big old clump of prevalent sin that's going to happen. Gossip and slander. But we just dismiss it because we dismiss it as a venting. I'm just venting to this person. I want to speak very clearly today for the first time what what gossip truly is by definition, by biblical definition, and by study. Look at this. Haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, uh, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. I'm not not going to even continue because you could read the rest. Right? It says, though they, though they know God's righteous decrees, that those who practice such things practice, practice gossip, practice slander. De- this is hard for even me to say. Deserve to die. I didn't say that. Lord, I don't, don't let them look at me like that. They not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Okay. Here's this next point. I'm going to dive right into it this morning. We currently live in a time when gossip and slander is much more prevalent in the body of Christ than any other time in church history. And any other time in church history. Now, here is the revelation that I want to land on because I, this, this message is going to be very comprehensive. So I need to listen, listen to me. One thing that I learned about studying on this topic the last couple of weeks and leaning towards what I am trying, the Holy Spirit, not me, is trying to say to us. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I have news for you. The Spirit of the Lord is not always saying to the church that you're going to get a boat and a house and a promotion. Praise God for those things. But he's not always saying those things. As in the book of Revelation, he only gave praise to two churches. Affirmation in a sense. The rest of them were loving rebukes. Why? Because he wanted them to turn back to him. Two out of the five churches... We're, we're approvals, mostly. The rest of them were corrections. And we're talking about cities like Ephesus that had revival centers at one time. So listen to this. Mostly all these sins, I couldn't believe this. Do you know that mostly all the sins in Romans 1 that, got, that Paul the Apostle said will be prevalent in the last days, are you ready for this, are relational sins. Ho, ho. Listen to me. All, mostly all of the sins that Paul the Apostle said in Romans chapter 1 that will be prevalent in the last days are relational sins. Watch this. Envy, 
You can't have envy without having envious about another person. It's relational. Murder. That's relational. That means you're going to kill someone. Strife. Strife means you can't have strife with a building. You have to have strife with a person. Gossip and slanderers. 70% of the sins are relational sins. Guess what? God is saying in the last days, some of the biggest sins in the church will be relational sins. And when I'm talking about relational sins, I'm not only talking about fornication. I'm talking about relational sins. Christian against Christian, brother against brother, brother against sister, sister against brother in the Lord. And we're, listen, we're all part of the same bride, yet we're destroying everyone's character behind their back. Our culture reflects Romans chapter 1, our culture. Social media is a cesspool for Romans 1. Twitter, Facebook, all these social media outlets, they're a cesspool to talk about people. Now, I said all that, this is my intro, to to give you a context of what gossip is. I'm going to spend a good time speaking about what gossip, and then I'm going to tell you what slander is. Zoom in, please, because I've never spoken this before. Then I'm going to give you scriptures on the fear of the Lord of how God views gossip. How God views slander. And then I'm going to hope to tell you Oh, this is so powerful. What an environment looks like. I did a study on this. What an environment looks like and what a relationship looks like when gossip is dealt with. I I couldn't believe it when I saw in the Bible. I actually laughed because it was so gangster. (laughs) Look at this first verse. So so I I know you told me not to ask for forgiveness, but I will say this. Forgive me for going a little bit over today. Please. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, my brother. Please stay with me, though. Please stay with me, okay? I feel this is such an important message. And you will get healed, and you will get convicted, and we'll be free. Hallelujah. Here it goes. What is gossip? This is a big chunk. I took a lot of things that I read, and I put it into my own words, okay? Here it is. What is gossip? What is gossip? Let's read it together. Put that slide up, please, guys. Gossip is speaking negative. Take a picture of this. Speaking negatively about someone else when they are not present without the other person having a chance to defend themselves. The result and consequences of gossip is that it mars and tears down someone else's character and reputation. I'm going to read that again. Gossip is speaking negatively about someone when that person is not there to defend themselves. And as a result, it mars and tears down someone's character in the eyes and ears of the listener. You could take that slide off. Now, why do I say that? Because the next one, I'm going to go right in, into it. Listen, before you go to the next slide, here's, I had this revelation. I'm like, oh, my Lord, this is so true. Lord, just open up my eyes. Are you ready for this? Gossip could actually be true information. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to. Gossip actually can be true. What you're saying about that person can actually be true. But if you're highlighting the negative trait and weakness of that person behind their back without them having a chance to defend themselves, that too is gossip. Gossip can even be truthful information or it can be exaggerated information. But if a truthful information or exaggerated information is said to someone else, highlighting the negative trait of another, and that other person is not present, 
It's a mouthful, I know. That still classifies as gossip. Gossip can never be constructive. It's always destructive. It's always destructive. I'm going to give you what I call powerhouse punches from Proverbs. Oh, that's three Ps. I'm just a gifted guy right there. Woo! Powerhouse. It's not in my nose. Powerhouse punches from Proverbs. Pow, pow, pow. Of, Of how Proverbs views it, I'm going to go there in a second. And how it, and what gossip is. So listen, gossip, everybody say gossip. gossip. Is speaking negatively about someone when they are not present. Now, a couple disclaimers about gossip so we could bring a balance. It's not just speaking about someone when they're not present because you could praise someone when they're not present. Come on, somebody. And that's not gossip. But when you speak negatively about someone and they're not there to, to, um, they're not there to defend themselves, that's gossip. Now, what's the balance? When you're speaking to a leader, when you're speaking to someone that has the authority, the influence, the wisdom, the knowledge, the relationship with somebody that has hurt you, that you're talking negatively about, and the immediate result would be to follow up with that person to heal, those times are okay. Because as a pastor, there are sometimes people tell me some things, and that's not gossip. I'm their leader, I'm their pastor, and they know that in order for me to stop something, i got to hear it, right? But if there's no plan in that conversation to pray for them, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If there's no plan in that conversation to pray for them, listen, or to offer a solution, even the truthful statement, which is actually true, is gossip. What gossip is at the core is speaking negatively about someone when they're not present and consequently tearing them down, tearing them down. There's a distinction between gossip. Now, here's a little, here's a little um, pause about gossip. Gossip is different than slander, and I'm not going to reveal slander yet. I will, but listen to me. A lot of people or most of the people that are doing gossiping don't even know that they're gossiping. I'm not saying all of them. Some of them, they know that they're gossiping. Okay? But listen, this is the reason why I'm saying this. This is really powerful what I'm about to say. Why then do people gossip in the church? I'm going to explain, not because I read in the book, because I just spent time with the Lord. I've read the scriptures, and I started listening to his voice, and I started observing people. So watch this. This is key. You're going to get healed for this. Why then do people gossip? Everybody say why. Why? What are the main reasons that people gossip? Are you ready for this? Now, this is the unintentional part, but it's still gossip. How many know that if someone hurts you unintentionally, even though they they didn't do it on purpose, it still causes some hurt in you? The first point is this. The cause or the reason for almost all gossip, listen to this is there usually is a deep root of hurt or offense, oh, I'm preaching good, that has not been dealt with by the person doing the gossiping. That deserved the whole church saying amen. I'm going to say it again. The cause of almost all gossip, there is usually a deep root of hurt and offense. See, I know this is pricking some of you, and I know it's uncomfortable. Let the word do it. Don't resist. Don't resist. Don't resist. Don't say it's for my neighbor. It's for you. It's for me. It's for me. Take that down. 
One of the first reasons people gossip or vent and, and speak negatively and listen, never offer a solution, never offer to pray, and never, never offer them to defend themselves. That's just gossip by definition. Listen, listen to me now. If you leave it at that, you are guilty of, of a, the sin of gossip. Now, the reason why people do it, I'm not saying all of them, is because they have some sort of undealt offense and undealt root of hurt that they are spewing out, and now all of a sudden, somebody else reminds them of somebody else. Oh, come on, I'm preaching good here. It's not sometimes that person is somebody else that wounded them, that reminded them of that person, and now that other person is acting the same way that the other person started hurting them, and now you, you started gossiping about them. They, people did that to me. They, they do that to me. They're like, you know, I, they're gossiping, or someone tells me that they're telling me back about me, and I just said, I, I, okay, I don't get my identity about that. They're talking about the church, okay. Now, this leader is going to be dealt with. Why? Because I don't want any division in, in our church. Do you know that Eli did not confront the pre- Eli did not confront his his sons, and because he didn't confront and correct his sons, he died and his sons died. So I'm going to correct my leaders if there's gossip in the house. Get healed from the hurt and the root of offense. There was a guy years ago that texted me. He said, I was talking bad about you. Listen, and I was gossiping about you. I said, why? <laughs> but he came to repent. You know, he came to repent. And I said, I said why? And he goes, because, uh, true story. At that time, Marika remembers, I had a little gold chain. You know, it was wearing a gold chain. So, I, you know, to him, I looked like, you know, like a, a street preacher that was not really a, a pastor, right? Well, guess what? He said, you remind me, you have mannerisms of my old pastor, and he wore a chain, and he had the same mannerism, and he hurt me. He said, for six months, I've been critical of you. <laughs> I didn't even know it. He said, because you reminded me of him, he, and, he, and he was in tears. And he says, and that's not fair, and I have not received, and I want you to forgive me. I said, I forgive you. All of heaven opened up for that guy afterwards. Do you realize that sometimes when people or when you gossip is because you have undealt with hurt? And you may say, oh, no, I already dealt with that the journey weekend. Listen, listen, journey weekend is not the magic trick for everything in your heart. I love journey weekend. But just because you go through a weekend doesn't mean that, you're, that the Lord just waved his hand and you're not going to deal with those issues of lust and anger and gossip. Come on, somebody. Get healed and the gossip will cease. Number two, the second reason, I'm preaching good this morning. Listen, the second reason people gossip, I haven't even talked to slander. Now listen to me, no talking please. The second reason people gossip, immaturity. In other words, they think they're strong, but by gossiping they just revealed that they're not mature enough. They may be mature in other areas, but immaturity is speaking of a lack of ability to restrain your tongue. Maturity, spiritual maturity will drive that thing out and restrain the tongue. You know how many times I wanted to say something, but that spiritual maturity in me said, don't you do it. Because you made a mistake in the past. Come on, say amen. Some people are just not mature enough to think that what they're saying is, is, is sin. What if we all realize that what we're saying behind someone's back and they never have a chance to defend themselves that at that moment we're sinning? We have to view it that way. Please don't think I'm just venting. Okay, venting without a solution is gossip. 
You're talking, listen, connect groups, you better be careful what your conversation is about the pastor, about the leaders. I know, come on, I know there's some people, listen, I got 32 leaders, I got 32 leaders. Don't you think that, that they may not like everything I do and how I do it? Of course, of course they don't agree with everything I do. Of course they roll their eyes sometimes when I do something, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why? I still love them anyways. I still release the, the word of the Lord to them, but I don't get my identity from them. But here's the thing. If it keeps on, I have to confront, just like you, lovingly, which we're going to get. How do we deal with gossip when we hear it? We're going to talk about that, okay? The third reason people gossip, oh, this is so good, selfishness. <laughs> Not getting things the way we want them, how we want them, can oftentimes lead us to gossip or slander. Whew, let me just take a drink right here. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. When we have our personal preferences of how the church should run, and that preference is never communicated, or you don't have the authority to change it, if your preference is not met, you will get offended or hurt, and then you'll start gossiping about that thing that you want a preference to. Let me tell you, unspoken expectations is one of the number one falls for divorce and separations of relationship. Stop get, get putting your preference to people, and then when you don't get that preference, you start gossiping about them. Come on, Pastor George. Come on now, somebody. Preference. Everybody say preference. There's a difference between preference and, and pillar truths. What is a preference? I said it earlier. A preference is, man, we should have more gospel music here. Maybe I agree with that, but that's a preference. No, 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 no. It's a preference. It's not, it's not a pillar truth. What is pillar truth? If I were to tell you, oh, I got some revelation that the blood of Jesus is no longer relevant, that is a pillar truth for salvation. But if I have a preference of, of, of elevation music, hill song, more than maybe gospel, that doesn't make us wrong. But watch this. If you, oh, there's the key, have that preference and it's not being met and it's not spoken, you will gossip to other people. The church don't have enough gossip. Is that gospel? I don't know why we're doing this because we don't do anything here. Well, I don't know why we're here. It got quiet up in this Methodist church right now. And I'm not, I'm not speaking about anybody, so don't throw stones at me. I'm telling you, there's a difference between preference. Don't put your preferences on somebody. Look at this next slide. Look at this next slide. And this also works in marriage, too. But it also guards from gossip. This is, watch this. Say this with me. One, two, three. Unspoken expectations that we place on others will lead us to gossip about them when those expectations are not met. Come on, Eli. I'm speaking good here. I know it. I feel it in my bones. And most of the time, zoom in on me, most of the time, zoom, the other person doesn't even know that you, ex you put that expectation on them. Most of the time, that other person has no clue that you place an expectation on them that they never agreed to. And so now you're mad because you placed an expectation on them that you never spoke to them about, and now you're mad. Speak to people, God forbid. But have a, please have a difference in your mind between what is preference in your mind to what is pillar, even in the church. You may be bent more to outreach. 
You may be bent more to evangelism, but don't gossip about someone that maybe is not going out on the streets. You may have a preference for hospitality, and it's huge, but don't gossip about the church if it's not as big as yours, because your preference is not my preference. But now listen, you know what we all agree on? The cross is the only way to Jesus. You know what we all agree on? That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man could come to the Father but through me. Why then do we gossip? I'll tell you why. Because we are selfish, and we want things our way. They don't see my gift in the church. They don't like me. I don't get enough opportunities. Who are you saying that to? Ah, I got quiet here. Who are you saying that to? Are you saying it to the pastor, to the leadership, or are you saying it to someone? Sorry, guys, that's gossip. It's destroying someone's character in the eyes of someone else. Don't get offended with someone that doesn't have the same preferences as you do for a relationship, for a ministry, or for a business. Are you ready for this? Don't expect introverts to be extroverts. Don't expect extroverts to be introverts. That's the problem. We get offended and we gossip because someone who's an introvert is put, is, has put expectations from an extrovert. I'm just giving an example. I'm saying that's not the only way. There's, I'm just giving an example. An extrovert is, is placing an unspoken uh, expectation on an introvert to be extroverted. And because that introvert refuses to be extroverted, I'm going to talk about them. Let me just go here because I feel you guys looking at me strongly. <laughs> you like. <laughs> that's gossip. I said that's gossip. I said that's gossip. And we've got to stop. Watch this. This is going to get really good in a second. Now, what is slander? Everybody say slander. I just gave you a big in- definition of gossip and why people gossip, right? They're hurt. Immaturity, selfish. Hear me, hear me. Everybody says, that's also me too. That's also me too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now what is slander? Now this is key. Put that up. Slander is a little different. And no Christian should ever do this. Slander is speaking negatively about someone else, whether present or not present. Watch this. Here's the the difference. With the motive and intent to do harm to the other person's character and reputation. See, the whole, key, the whole difference between slander and gossip is motive and intent. Hear me. Gossip sometimes is out of hurt and out of venting, and sometimes those people don't even know that they're gossiping. I understand. I have grace for that. But you just need to be healed. That's why I'm preaching on it. Guess why? Because now you're held accountable because you're hearing the word. Gossip is talking negatively, highlighting a negative trait that actually can be truthful uh, without someone there present to defend themselves. Slander, however, is I am going to do it on purpose and tell everyone I know about that person's, that pastor's bad character, and I'm going to destroy their character with my words. I'm going to get on Facebook, and I'm going to highlight them, and I'm, that's slander. But wait a minute, wait. What are some of the sins that are going to be prevalent? Maliciousness, murders, strife. Gossip, slanders, he puts that on the one lump. God does not like gossip in the church or slander. Some of you have left churches because of gossip. Some of you have left churches because of slander. 
I'm here to tell you we're not perfect, but if I at least preach about it, the sword of the Spirit will deal with it. The Greek word for slander. Oh, this is so good. How many getting something? Is one who defames an evil speaker, a backbiter. And I got so lost in my message that I forgot to tell you the Greek word for gossip. The Greek word for gossip is, I can't even pronounce it, with a P. I know, I can't do it. Gossip means, in Greek, a whisperer who reveals secrets in a negative manner, a detractor, a secret slanderer. Listen to this, listen to this. Everybody say gossip and slander. Now, here's the three Ps. Oh, this is good. It's about to get good here. It's already been good. Sorry. Now, what are some scriptures really quickly to give us the fear of the Lord? Everybody say fear of the Lord. Do you guys know what the fear of the Lord is? It's not being afraid of God. It's being afraid to not have him uh, with you and afraid to wound him because you're reverencing him. So there's a difference between reverence and the fear of the Lord. Okay? I'm going to bring you really quick some scriptures that should bring the fear of the Lord. Everybody see fear of the Lord? Concerning gossip and slander. Listen, so that you and I will no longer say it's just a human tendency. It is. But we can't justify it as just a human tendency. Are you ready for this? Oh, how healthy communities will be if we guard each other's back. Listen, are you ready for this? Proverbs. Here comes some of the punches. What is it? Powerful powerhouse punches. Proverbs. Proverbs 6 verse 16. Here it goes. Ooh, this is so good. Proverbs 6 verse 16, one of my favorite scriptures. Ready? 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 Watch this. Everybody say this with me. Look at it. Proverbs 6 verse 16 in the ESV. Put it up there, guys. All right. I'm just, I'll wait for, I'll just, the, there are six things that the Lord hates. There are six things that the Lord hates. So it's not just a human tendency. All right? Listen. Seven are an abomination. When you guys put that up, have their, put that up there. Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. Ready? Are you ready? Let's count them. Haughty look. Lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run evil. A false witness who breathes out lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. I identified four out of the seven that are relational in context. Not one of them are the big, huge sins like fornication, even though that is a sin. You don't see some of the big sins like, like fornication or, or stealing or drugs. You know what you see? A lying tongue. You know what you see? The Lord hates a heart that devises wicked plans. That means on purpose I'm going to destroy them because they have destroyed me. I want to say this because I didn't say it. Slander has its roots in revenge. When you gossip, you're not really being revengeful with that intent. But when you slander, it is revengeful. But here's what the Lord says. Do not take vengeance on someone for vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God will give them their day if they don't repent. They will reap what they sow, but you need to guard your heart from doing it and guard your heart when you start being affected by people gossiping on you, right? Come on, say amen. About four things 
in that thing. That's one thing that should give us the, the fear of the Lord. Now, here's the next thing. I've been waiting for, to land on this. When we gossip, speak negatively about someone because they don't do what we want them to do, because they, there's a misinterpretation or they actually did something bad, when they're not there to defend themselves and we gossip, watch this, please zoom in on me, we are aligning ourselves at that moment with the accuser of the brethren at that moment. When we gossip, please, oh, when we gossip about a brother and sister in the Lord, not only is it destructive, you're also talking about part of the Lord's bride. Do you understand that we are all part of the bride of Christ? So when we gossip, we are actually marring a part of the bride of Christ. Yes, you got hurt. Yes, you got offended. Yes, they talked about you. But you two fires can't quench each other out. Listen to this. When you gossip at that moment and you slander, you're aligning yourself and you're teaming yourself up with the accuser of the brethren. Now watch this. I, 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 when the Lord revealed this to me, I said, Lord, if I say this to the church, they're going to think I'm blasphemous. I'm going to say something, but I'm going to explain it before you take it out of context. I know that the devil is the father of lies. And he has no truth in him. Okay? Just, ready? Ready? I know that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, is the father of lies and has no truth in him. But when he accuses you to the father, there's some truth of what he's saying. Here's what I'm talking about. When he comes to the father and, and you actually watched pornography last night, and now he has a hole on you, and he goes to the Lord and tries, uh, tries to bring harm to you, he says, I saw him do that. That is the truth. It's the accuser. But thank God for the blood, that the blood of Jesus says, yes, my son did that. Yes, that's right. My daughter did do that last night, but he repented. She repented, and the blood washes them clean. But guess what? That accusation most of the time even from the devil is factual when he accused job it was factual he goes hey you have a hedge to protect around him that was true oh my god you're not hearing me that means you could say truthful information and still be aligned with the accuser of the brethren Oh, Revelations chapter 12, verse 7. Enrique, you're going to like this. Verse 11. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And war broke out. Listen, by the way, newsflash, the accuser of the brethren, for those who are new, is Satan. And the accuser of the brethren got kicked out of heaven. Do you know that the, the name, I just, Enrique, I just saw this. The name accuser of the brethren, he could have, the Lord could have used any name. There's a lot of names that the Lord uses for Satan. He could have used a lot of names to describe the one who got kicked out of heaven. Wow. I just saw that the other day. I go, Lord, you could have, I mean, he, he called him the dragon, but then he called him the accuser of the brethren. When he's speaking in the same context of kicking him out. Preach, Pastor George. I'm trying. And war broke out in heaven. Come on, watch this with me. Michael, the archangel, and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place. By the way, this was, this was in, before in the foundations of the earth here. Okay. So listen, listen, this is, listen. Nor was place found in them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and the angels were outcast with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Read this with me. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast out. 
Why did God, with his zeal, call the devil the accuser of the brethren and identify that as the name to be kicked out of heaven? Because he does not like accusations of his own people when those people are not there to defend themselves. You know the book of Job, and it's just coming on me. I, I didn't give it to the media team. The book of Job, I believe in, the, in, in chapter 5, he said, hide me from the scourge of the tongue. Look it up. Maybe, Chris, you could look it up. I believe it's in Job chapter 5. Job said, hide me from the scourge of the tongue. And I, years ago, I did a study of that word scourge. is the same word of scourging that they whip Jesus with those scourges and open up those wounds. You know what that means in the spirit realm? Whenever you gossip and slander about a brother or sister in Christ without having a chance to heal that relationship and you just leave it alone. The spiritual damage and the emotional damage is like scourging the heart. You know why I'm so passionate about it? So I want us to identify that we, we do this without even knowing. Here's one more scripture to have a healthy fear of the Lord, and then we're going to see what an environment looks like without it. Are you ready? Really quick, Psalm 101, verse 5. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Spirit here. Please, please, don't, no talking, no distractions. This is, I, I feel the Lord wants to, to, to release this. Psalm 101, verse 5. Read this with me. One, two, three. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Now, I didn't write that. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I, the Lord, will destroy Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will endure. You say, well, that's Old Testament. Absolutely right. But it reveals his heart. It reveals that I am not happy with this. Listen, it's clear that issue of gossip and slander is a big deal to the Lord. So if it's a big deal to the Lord, it should be a big deal to you. Lovingly, I say some of you need to repent today for the propensity of gossiping. All in the name of venting. Because you never offered a solution. All you did was spew negative report about somebody else. But not once did you invite them into that conversation to bring healing to you. <sighs> Here's the, the power punches of Proverbs. Are ready? When I saw this, I said, Lord, Proverbs has all the answers, in my opinion, of how to identify gossip, slander, and how to deal with it. How to deal with it. How to deal with it. You know, I heard... Um, Someone say about a fence that I think it was Bill Johnson that that fence gives us the ability to hear things that were never spoken. (laughs) Same way with gossip. You're never going to get the fruit of righteousness by talking to someone secretly, by texting them secretly, by voicing your opinion secretly in a negative manner. You're never going to produce righteousness in that person unless there is somebody there to follow up with that person to bring healing. Now, are you ready for Proverbs? Here it is. I'm going to give you some three or four scriptures in Proverbs that are like the last power punches of how to deal with it and what an environment and a community looks like when it's dealt with. Are you ready? This out. Here's the first one. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 18. Are you getting something this morning? This is much needed for me to release to the body of Christ, right? When you're there, say amen. And the NLT, here it is. This is a power punch, power punch of Proverbs, power punch Proverbs. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Listen to me. Come on. Don't get distracted. Look at the screen or look at your Bible. 
Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Oh my God, this is a gangster. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Slandering others makes you a fool. Makes you a fool. Not the other person a fool. Makes you a fool. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. What? It's almost like you're like, excuse me, Lord? What? What? In other words, shut your mouth. The book of Proverbs not only says that, oh, if I slander, I'm a fool. No, no, no. Watch this. What did the book of Proverbs tell us? Are you ready? It gives a discernment that when someone is gossiping about you, is giving you discernment that they're acting foolishly or they're fool and they're not trustworthy. That means the book of Proverbs is giving you discernment when someone gives you a fleshly morsel of information because all of us love to receive fleshly morsels of information about other people. It's just human nature. Listen to me. When we receive that from another person, the Lord is telling us in Proverbs, I just open your eyes to who they really are. Because if they're talking about person C when person C is not there, where are they going to talk about me when I'm not there? Guys, if you're receiving gossip from somebody about somebody else, what makes you think you're exempt from that? Proverbs is going to tell you, are you ready for the next verse? When you see a gossiper or someone that reveals gossip, they're not trustworthy. Watch this. I know I'm glad you're looking at me funny, but I'm going to tell you it's giving you wisdom. Look at the next Proverbs, the next chapter, Proverbs 11. Are you ready? Everyone, Proverbs 11, verse 13. It's going to be up on the screen. I didn't write this. The Holy Spirit wrote this. Are you ready? A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those, watch this, who are trustworthy, that means you could trust these type of people, can keep confidence. You know what the other scriptures, uh, another version says? They could keep it covered. That's what another translation says. So watch this. If it was God's will for you to gossip and tell the negative secrets of others, why would he say the gossipers are not trustworthy? Look at what it says. Put that, put that scripture back up in Proverbs 11. A gossip goes around telling secrets. Now, listen, let's keep that up. That means those secrets could actually be true about a person. But look at how the Lord sees it versus how we see it. But those who are trustworthy could keep a thing confidential. In other words, I have a weakness. Let's talk about Pastor George here because it's easy that I'm the target. And I have weaknesses that you don't like and I do. And I have mannerisms that you don't like, and I do. And I may do things not in sin, but the way that you may not like it in the church. And you go around and talk negatively about me, not in a constructive way, but in a destructive way. When I'm not there, you are not trustworthy, according to the Bible. And if someone does that to you, you should alert yourself. Wow, they're doing that to me about this person. And they're not afraid to do it about, with, about Pastor George. You should have an alert sign saying, I'm next. Watch this. Are you ready? If you're the person that wants to get the next big scoop about something, you'll be the next big scoop in the next conversation. Come on. Say amen. If you're a person that is looking to receive the next big scoop of information that's bad about a person, you will be the topic of the next scoop. Hallelujah. 
Look at Proverbs 20. Ooh, glory. I'm about to get the worship team on here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everybody say, a gossiper is not trustworthy. Now, this is the next one, guys, is going to cut like a knife. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of you will not do this even after I say it because it's hard. To fight. It's hard. Proverbs 20. Are you ready? Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Watch this. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. Proverbs gives us wisdom. It says, when you see this, that means they're acting foolishly. The Bible says, those who slander are a fool, right? They can't be trusted. Watch this. Are you ready? Please. This is Proverbs, not Pastor George. When you see gossip constantly, you receive gossip constantly from someone. It's giving you wisdom that they're foolish, that they're not trustworthy. Watch this. And don't associate with them. Don't associate with someone that is constantly revealing gossip and negativity about other people. Don't think you're exempt. Don't be in partnership, in friendship, in relationship, in business or ministry with someone who has a propensity to gossip all the time. Now, with all that said, what is our responsibility to do? Because you and I have a responsibility. Do you know that? Now watch this. Hear Hear me now. We are just as implicit in gossip. If we hear gossip repeatedly and don't stop it biblically. See how it got quiet in here? Because a lot of you like to receive and you say, I'm not gossiping. But you're never doing anything to identifying that that situation is not healthy. And you keep feeding that information. What else did they do? What else did they do? But you're not the person gossiping, so you're okay. If you're not stopping it, you're also implicit in it. And I'm not talking about it's your responsibility to end the whole thing. No. I'm not talking about it's your responsibility to end the nature of the person that's gossiping. But the content, the content of the gossip, you have a biblical time, a biblical responsibility to say, hey, listen, let's stop talking about this. And if we're going to keep on doing, let's pray for this person. And I'm going to ask you a question. Have you talked to this person? I remember years ago when I was coming up in the ministry and I, had, I was coming up really quick in the ministry and we were in a van. I'll never forget. We were in a van and we were in living waters before it got into, into uh, uh, Ohop. And, and we were, honestly, we were just blasting a person. I'm just going to be honest. We're blasting them. This person right here, bro, I'll tell you what. And we were just having a whole full-blown conversation about a person, assassinating their character. They weren't even there. My people perished because of lack of knowledge. Listen to me. Listen to me. And all of a sudden, the driver, we were just talking about this one person, how they're rebellious, and blah, blah, blah. All that was true. (laughs) It was true. The driver goes, hey, guys, listen to me. This is how you stop it. Hey, guys, I'm sorry to be mean, but um, do you think it's fair to talk about someone when they're not there? I don't think we should be talking about this person. Man, I felt like a little ant. (laughs) I was like, you know, the big old, it was like like the big old mother. Hey, how you doing? Ooh. (laughs) You know what? I felt convicted. You know why? Because the power of conviction hurt me. Gossip and slander principle says this. Look at this slide. I want the worship team to come up. If they're talking to you negatively about someone else, without that other person being there, they will eventually talk about you negatively to another person when you're not there. Say amen. I said say amen. Now, here's the last scripture in Proverbs. I want the worship team to come up, Shalini and the team. Guys, are you letting this cut you? Are you letting this heal you? Now, 
when I read this last scripture in Proverbs, I read the, I saved the best for last. I literally, in my study time, I, I laughed, then I got quiet, then I got convicted. All at the same time. Because it's so like slapping you in the face. I'm like, I can't believe it says this. It was so good that I had to go a couple of verses before. So a couple of verses before, it's talking about lazy, lazy people, right? But then it progresses to what happens with uh, gossip. Wait, 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 wait. You're not hearing me. You're, you're tuning me out. I can sense it. Don't tune me out. Listen. Because I'm about to tell you the last piece of this puzzle. What does a relationship look like? What does a ministry look like? What does an environment look like when gossip is dealt with? I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, what an, a community looks like. Are you ready? Say yes. Are you ready? Yes. Proverbs 26 is the last power punch from Proverbs. Watch this. This is so powerful. This is in the NLT. I started laughing. I'm like, okay, I got to start with this verse. Listen, lazy people <laughs> take food in their hand, but don't even lift it up to their mouth. I'm hungry. Here's the food. Oh, God, I have no food. This is a principle leading up. He's highlighting the foolishness of, 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 our pe- of some of us that we think we're okay. God gives us the provision, the answer. He gives us food, doesn't eat it. Watch the next verse. I started laughing at this verse too. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. It's, it's funny, but it's so sad. I don't need anybody. Yeah, you're miserable. I don't need anybody. I, they think they're smarter than seven wise counselors. That's, that's how God is painting the picture. Now. Everybody say now. now. Say this with me. I'm about to find out what a community, what a relationship, what a business, what a home looks like when gossip is dealt with. Are you ready for this? It's going to get good. Look at verse 17. Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. Yep. And if that dog happened to be a pit bull or German shepherd or something, you're going to get your hand bit off. Think about it. Interfering with someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking the dog's ears. In other words, mind your own business. If it's, there, if, it's, if it's between them, don't go about slandering and gossiping about what's happening with two other people. That's like yanking a dog's ear. In other words, it's foolish. How, how many of you see, will see a pit bull and say, <laughs> let's see what you do now. <laughs> be running faster than speeding Gonzalez. Some of you guys are too young for that. Now watch this. Verse 18, 19, 20. Verse 20 is the kicker. The kicker. I'm going to read it. Just, listen, listen, listen. Verse 18. Just as damaging as a madman shooting a deadly weapon is someone who lies to a friend and says, I was only joking. <laughs> in other words, in other words, <laughs> in other words, when the gossiper gets caught, uh-huh, when the gossiper gets caught and says, hey, you've been gossiping. I didn't really say that. I was just joking. You know what the Bible says the effects of that is? Is as a madman with a deadly weapon spraying bullets everywhere. Damn. Wow. Listen, listen. Causing catastrophic damage. Wow, wow, wow. The Bible equates you, the gossiper, lying and saying, I didn't really say that. I was just joking. When you actually said it, it's actually damaging because you're not dealing with it. 
All right, now here's the kicker. Here's the what went pow. Ready? Here's the key. Here's, I, I, I saved this whole message for this one verse. Here it is. Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. Fire goes out if you don't feed it wood. And quarrels stop when gossip stops. So then I looked up the word quarrel. And I'm like, okay, if quarrels disappear when gossip stops, then what is quarreling? Quarreling. What is quarreling? Quarreling is this. It means... To have a disagreement, division, and strife. So this means the fire, everybody say the fire, fire. is symbolic for the damage that gossip does. Are you ready for this? But wood, the the wood, everybody say wood, wood, is the content of gossip. Someone say this after me. It's time to throw out the wood. The Bible says, where their fire goes out without any wood. And so does quarreling without gossip. You want an environment that is peaceful? You want an environment with no quarreling? You want an, envi- you want an environment with no division? Check what's happening in your conversations. Check what's happening in your community about backbiting. Check what's happening about slander. Check what's happening in your own heart if you're talking negatively about someone that doesn't give you what you want exactly how you want it. Come on, put that slide up there. If we eliminate the wood, we eliminate the fire. The same sense when we eliminate the gossip, we eliminate quarreling, division among each other. Come on, say amen. Oh, this is so powerful. It's time to throw the wood out. I'm going to close. I don't need the people to come up here. We're going to worship. We're going to stand up in a few seconds. But I want us to deal with this thing. There's two things I want to share. And worship team, we just kind of have some worship in the background that we could engage in in just a second. But everyone look at me before we stand. Actually, I want everyone to stand right now. Everyone stand, please. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.